This is the Fantasy Ladder podcast episode number five. I'm your host, Steve, at Fantasy Ladder. This podcast is brought to you by the IDP Guys Network from idpguys.org. So welcome back, my fantasy football friends and family. Let's climb the ladder of fantasy football together. So today we have an extra special show. I have the privilege of interviewing the fantastic Fantasy Gazette. So fellas, please introduce yourselves and tell the good audience, or at least my mom who always listens. Hi, mom. Uh, A little bit about yourselves. Um, Yeah, I can start. Yeah, Um, go first. Yeah, uh, I'm Josiah Ray. I am uh, 26 years old. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Um, Co-founder of Fantasy Gazette, along with Kyron Klukas. <laughs> um, I'm 27, so I'm a little bit wiser than Josiah at this point. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm 27. Uh, I currently live in Delaware. I'm from Alaska originally. Um, oh. And yeah, I mean, Josiah and I had some fun starting this last year, and that's that's about it. I mean, I, I work, uh, own a couple businesses, work for myself. So that's what we do. Awesome. That's great. So so last year, it, it, it got started. Um what what led to the start of it? <laughs> Josiah, why don't you take this one? Yeah, um, well, we had we had known each other for a few years, um, and we've played you know fantasy football for a while, and we were playing. Uh, we were in a dynasty league, and uh, one night, one of the guys that we uh, played dynasty with, um, he put a player on the block. So we see that pop up in the chat message. I think it was Cam Akers or something. And immediately puts in the chat right afterward, he said uh, something along the lines of like, hey, I want a ton for this player, right? You know, advertising. Yeah, yeah, advertising that he doesn't want the player on his team. And then immediately says like he's super valuable. So we immediately started making fun of him uh, to each other. And I I happened to um, happen to make fun of him in, in headline form. I said what he did in the form of a headline. And immediately we were both kind of like, hey. No one's doing this. Like we we like satire. We see satire out in the space. No one's doing this for fantasy football. Let's let's maybe take advantage of that. Let's see if we can create something that no one else is doing. And uh, yeah, it was born awesome. out of us making fun of somebody that we played dynasty with. Yeah, and I was gonna say, it's like, good. Yeah, Josiah Josiah is one of those guys that has like eight million ideas, um, <laughs> and one of them's really good. And that is He'll true. come to me with this. So that was the eight millionth idea, and I was like, "Bruh, <laughs> like this is this is good." Plus, we just really enjoy making fun of people. So if we could do it in the yeah. public eye, good. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. So, so, so you did touch on that. Uh, it, it is satire. So again, if you could explain for my mom at least what exactly Fantasy Gazette is all about and what kind, what what do you all put out on there? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're the most trusted, satired fantasy football news network uh, in the universe. I mean, 100%. yeah, this is this is what we do. This is who we are. Um, satire encompasses a lot of things. Obviously, jokes is a big part of it, but we want to poke fun at um, ironic things that people do, um, controversial things people do, whether that's NFL players or fantasy football players. We just we want to poke fun at that and provide humor in a unique way. Yeah, I was going to say to add to that, like the the biggest thing I think is that we take the fantasy community. We take ourselves so seriously. Sometimes everyone mm-hmm. in the Twitter sphere, they're just, they're so caught up on who their number one guy is. And then this other guy who has a different number one guy is an idiot. And so just kind of scrolling through Twitter. Sometimes it's like, Oh my gosh, like we need to, we need to pull back a little bit and make fun of ourselves. Absolutely. 
And I think that that's what I really have grown to appreciate the most about because I really do take it very seriously, <laughs> but I also do enjoy all things comedy. So this is just like the perfect marriage of my love for fantasy football, pointing out the absurdities of it and then having that. it be delivered in a really honestly smart way. Like it's all mm. goofy and, and ridiculous, but satire to me is, is such a heady form of comedy that when it's done properly, it's the, really very little can can top it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a really big fan of the Onion. Oh I love gosh. the Babylon no, Bee. Fantastic. Yeah, and <laughs> I, well, I was gonna say I see a lot of that in what you guys do, and that's it's that's meant to be a high compliment. You know, um, I I literally think about this one Onion story maybe once a month, and I will just will laugh myself out loud just thinking about it. It was like. Um, the story goes, it's like people on a, on a public, uh, transportation bus, uh, are delighted by a running passenger who's missing the bus. Oh. And it just goes through this whole, like every passenger has like a little quote about how they enjoyed the guy like yeah. running and sweating in his business suit, just completely ridiculous. But it's just all very like, it's, it's still an experience we've all sort of faced. Yeah, it's it's flipping, a normal, yes. a normal thing right. and making fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's flipping the stress of missing the bus into just the most ridiculous, like just a great punchline to it, you know? And, and the thing is like the, the headline aspect of it is like a really good joke um, in and of itself. And then like yes. there's, there's depth to yep. your stories and your articles and things, but we also do like memes, you know, and things like this. I'm thinking of the, Tom Brady, uh, Gogurt, uh, oh, billboard, yeah, and, billboard. Uh, let's effing Gogurt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it's it's so that's good. actually in Tampa. I saw it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh. So you just were reposting on their behalf. Yeah, yeah. no, that was but that when... was just a photograph that Kyron shared with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> no, gotcha. I, um, Steve, Steve, I love what you said about um, satire being heady. I, I think that one thing that we try to do within our our niche is we try to be. You know, we, we try to be smart with the way we deliver our comedy. There are some jokes that are just kind of dumb and, and we throw them out there to just, you know, get a quick laugh. But uh, a lot of things that we'll put into the articles or the, the work we'll put into the headline themselves is to flip something that we see happening a lot on its head or yeah. to flip a way that people are talking about fantasy in an incorrect way. We'll, we'll make a joke out of it. And we want people to kind of, you know, see themselves in it a little bit. You know, the, that's what works with that Onion article is you can kind of picture yourself being on that train. And, oh, yeah, that is – I would totally laugh at that guy being late. And that's that's kind of what we want to bring. Definitely, yeah. yeah. But just going back to the taking everything so seriously, like oh, I yeah. will just – will see, you know, a take or like a ranking that will – upset me you know just like literally and i'll just like doom scroll and then i'll just see like a funny thing from you guys so i really do appreciate the breaking up of the of the seriousness of it all you know um so i i absolutely love it uh so obviously you guys have the have the oh of course uh so you guys have the uh, twitter account you have the website anywhere else where we can uh engage in your content yeah um we are on Instagram and actually Josiah does most of the work uh, there. Most of that is, is, you know, copy paste from our Twitter. Um, but for people that are more active on Instagram, um, we post a lot of our, our memes on there. Um, some links to articles with a quick little excerpt and um, some story stuff as well. So yeah, Instagram. 
And yeah, wait, we got yeah. a TikTok too, don't we? We do have a TikTok. I've uploaded <laughs> uh, um, about a handful of videos there. I'm, I'm trying to figure out that platform still. I want to keep getting better and um, delivering some more interesting content over there. Sometimes um, I'll see like the Onion, they'll post articles in, on TikTok and like as if they're announcing it um, like on the news. So we might be bringing some stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Instagram and TikTok and uh, the website, that's, that's pretty much all right now. I love it. Yeah, just just the more the merrier. But then that means like that's just like a, an extra bit of grinding like on your guys' yeah. end, right? Um, so like what what is like the process involved for you guys to like sit down, nail out, you know, do you just kind of nail out a lot in a day? Is it scheduled out like weekly? Yeah, I, I, I just walk me through that. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I'll start. Um yeah. Just kind of walking through my process uh, of writing is it's so much easier for me to actually think about a catchy or like witty headline, just an absurd headline first. Um, and then if I pull that headline together and truly like it somehow connects my articles, the funnier my headline is, the funnier it allows me to be in the actual body of the article. Um, so I just kind of sit down, I think of some ridiculous, absurd thing, or I scroll through Twitter. Like I'll, I'll literally pull up my phone and I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And <laughs> I'll pull up and try and write a headline about it. So I start with a headline, um, when I'm writing my articles, uh, and I kind of touched on this already already, but like meme ideas or just quick tweets, it's so easy to go back into the Twitter space specifically and just scroll for a little while. There's so much material right there. <laughs> so I don't put out as much. Um, Josiah's done a lot of our recent content. Um, I've been in a little bit of a busy season, but I put out, I'll work on something for a while. And a lot of times we'll go back to stuff that we've had in drafts uh, and then push that out. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, my process is, is pretty similar. I don't have um, a much different process than Kyron. I do start with the headline as well. Um, yeah. Twitter can just be such a treasure trove. I mean, there is no shortage of hot takes that people are throwing out there or graphics where, you know, some random tight end is like fifth overall in Dynasty and he's caught like 10 passes his whole career. And you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, maybe we could do something here or. Yeah. You know, a new a new running back has his quad photo go viral and we we can we can make fun of that, too. Um, there's no shortage of material to make fun of on Twitter. Um, but in terms of writing, I'd say most of it probably comes from inspiration, like on the spot inspiration. Something that I see probably like 80 percent of it is from that. Uh, the other 20 is more like planned out articles, things um, that are, are lists or um, more focused on, you know, like. These are the types of things you can say or don't say these type of things to dynasty players or don't say these type of things to zero RB drafters. Um, those we put a little bit more work into um, we'll kind of RB bounce truthers. ideas, zero RB truthers. Um, we'll put a little more work into those. We'll send ideas back and forth. Um, yeah. Like Kyron said, I, I do uh, handle most of the writing, but nearly any article that I uh, am writing or any jokes that I'm putting in there or memes or quotes that I'm making there. I mean, I mean, we send them all to each other. So any type of joke or headline that I want to make, Kyron takes a look at it and he basically proofs it for me. He's like, okay, this is there's, this there's is also sometimes we're like, okay, it, do we yeah, really I know what you're gonna make say. people mad? <laughs> like, like how far can we actually take this joke and not get canceled because we're not the onion quite yet? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's a lot of that. 
yeah, so I was curious about that. Like, I wasn't sure if you just like each just think of your own thing and run with it. So, so it's fairly collaborative. You know, it's it's mostly a team effort, which I think is cool. Kind of keeps you in check and a little bit accountable as well. Yeah. Like if I'm yes, like yeah. if I'm feeling a certain way, like a little extra edgy, I don't need to send that tweet or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't that need to make like that joke. Regular you know? occurrence. Yeah, I we our text <laughs> yeah. messages. There's probably been. A couple of dozen times, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to put this tweet out there. I'm going to put this quote out there. What you, like, what do you think? And Kyron's like, you probably might not want to say that. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm fine, actually fine, fine, I'm cracking fine, up fine. in my house, like crying yeah. about it. But I'm not going to put it out in public. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the that's the problem I've found w- within my own, like, sense of humor. Because I just – I every now and then I'll try to put, like, something that I think is funny. But, like, I'm kind of a sicko. Like I can like really entertain myself quite well. So I don't know if that's like, if I'm insane or if that's normal, but just cause I think it's and funny. Your mom follows you. That's right. Of yeah, course. Yeah. 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 She, she just has like 2000 accounts. That's, and that's yeah. m- m- the majority yeah. of my, uh, <laughs> that's how you got 2000 likes on every post. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's the key. That's right. But, uh, yeah. So I will, put something out that I think is very funny. It might not get as much traction. Do you guys like worry about that when you put something out? Like, do you make something you think, Oh, this is going to kill. Or do you think, well, I think that that actually didn't go over as well as I thought it would. Is there any like yeah. that, 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 that occurs with you? Yeah, we have uh, quite a number of times that uh, we'll tweet something or, or post something. And in my head, I'm like, that was a pretty dumb joke. Like I didn't put any thought into that. And boom, hundreds of retweets and likes. And then we'll put like a ton of effort writing and re- revising an article after a couple of weeks. And we'll, we'll put it out there at the optimum time. And we're excited about it. It's catchy. It's funny. It's smart. And just people just, it just doesn't happen. And w- that happens a good amount of the time. Yeah. I was going to say like one of our, one of the like formats that does really well for us is, um, like the uh, quotes, the real hundred percent true quotes that we put out. Oh yeah, yes. Um, those do really well for us most of the time, and then there's sometimes that they don't. And I mean, we've tweeted stuff before, and I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've thought of in a long time. And I'll tweet <laughs> it out, and there's like two people that like it. I'm like, all right, thanks guys. And then we put out a quote that is like just kind of haphazard, like random, and it just goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I find it very impressive. You'll turn like a big news item around on its head like that. Recently, you had the one about um, you made the one about um, Malik Willis after the Ryan Tannehill quote about not him not being a uh, mentor. Yeah. And then the other, that, that was like more of like a, a direct quote. Um, I'm drawing a blank on what it was now, but I was like, oh, that's, that's great. Then the other one that you did, which I do remember in much more detail was the uh, Calvin Ridley suspension was decreased yes. after the NFL yes. learned he spent his gambling winnings on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like, that. that's it. That That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. Cause it was off of yeah. the DeAndre Hopkins suspension and, you know, and the and the Calvin Ridley situation has been brewing and stuff. Really great stuff. I I, I absolutely love it. I hope everyone uh, and their mother uh, checks it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just want to kind of get a sense of where your guys's a uh, sense of humor develops. <laughs> um, we'd love to know what, what what maybe movies, comedians shaped your sense of humor. Uh, list your comedic heroes, influences. Just kind of rattle some of that off, and then we'll have a 
fun time uh, seeing if we match up. Josiah, uh, I want to go first. Oh, 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 all right. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, no, you got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, starting first, I would say um, like my, my biggest comedic hero is actually my dad. Um, oh, perfect. My dad has got that super dark, shouldn't say certain things in public type humor. <laughs> and even as like a little kid, I remember laughing and my mom would actually get upset with me <laughs> for laughing at my dad because she'd basically given up on my dad. Um, and so that kind of trickled down to to us. And it's always been that way. And like my my youngest sister is just, I mean, she's six years, she was six years old and would just rattle off these horrible uh, things that she'd heard somewhere. We'd be like, oh my gosh. So definitely my dad. Um, I also am a product of millennial sitcoms. Um, <laughs> so I mean, everything. I mean, we still, of course, like a rite of passage for being a millennial is watching The Office like every night while you're eating. Um, Parks and Rec, one of my absolute favorites that is underrated in a lot of circles is Arrested Development, which yes. I think yes. is the one that goes yes. so much further than others. Um, and so that is more that weird, wacky, um, sometimes politically charged humor mm. that just pushes the boundaries while still skirting that like socially acceptable maybe type thing. So yeah, I mean, aside from that, it's just the fact that we're, I'm a millennial that grew up in a lot of crappy parts of the world and <laughs> you know, there's stuff going on. It's fun. So yeah, that'd be for me. I love that. Yeah. It's just a lot from home. That, that's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I'll, I'd agree with Kyron. I mean, um, you know, we, we do tend to get a lot of our senses of humor from our families. Um, so both, both my dad and, and even my father-in-law, my in-laws, they've helped shape my humor. And um, I would, I would name all the things Kyron did again, because these are shows we joke a lot about. <laughs> I'll add community to that list. Um, mm -hmm. I'll add family guy to that list. Donald um, Glover yep. is amazing. And <laughs> oh, he's incredible. And then um, certain people, certain moments in uh, like Saturday Night Live, like um, uh, Andy Samberg would definitely be a comedic hero of mine in the celebrity realm, him and all the Lonely Island guys. Um, and then uh, I'll give a shout out to one of my personal favorites. I'm a big fan of uh, Bo Burnham. Oh, absolutely. Yep. This is I what we that. argue about. Yeah. yeah. Kyron's, not a, Kyron's not his biggest fan. <laughs> this is maybe the biggest rift in our friendship uh, that you're experiencing here. But yeah, that, those would be the celebrities that I would mention. Gotcha. Yeah. So what I like about Bo Burnham and even Andy Samberg and Lonely Island stuff is they have this way of, of bringing their jokes in, into music form and oh, yeah, yeah. and the way that that they can play well obviously the the music that's actually produced by the Lonely Island is like fantastic like really yeah, catchy beats. high quality oh yeah absolutely so I'm with you 100 percent there um I really did enjoy <laughs> uh Bo Burnham's uh inside like the special he made yes. like during like the pandemic and stuff really quality stuff but even like some of his younger stuff he did with like college humor and stuff you know like i, yeah. I think a lot of that's pretty good too um but i'm pr pretty shocking i think he started out doing stand-up at like what 16 or something like it's yeah, or 17 he, maybe it's he pretty went wild. viral for uh he was doing youtube videos um just in his room he was making making music um making uh beats and different songs on his piano and got famous that way so yeah yeah, it's interesting because comedy is very like generational, you know, like what it is my dad's 
friends would think is like the funniest movie of all time. I might think is like, that's funny, you know, but like, it right. is kind of like they, they grew up with like, who, you know, whoever, like Richard Pryor, Gene Wilde, whoever, you know, if it's like Blazing Saddles or whatever, yep. if that's like their go-to or like Animal House or whatever, you know? Yes. Um. So like for me, my, my dad just kind of brought me up with, with a lot of different kinds of varieties. So like when I was younger, a lot of slapstick, like Looney Tunes, Three Stooges, oh, and yeah. then getting older, uh, we had like every album of like Weird Al, you know, so there just was like tons of like Weird Al Yankovic in the house. And, you know, so that's maybe why I like a lot of that musical stuff too, like Flight of the Concords and things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then to, to your point uh, with like the TV shows, Arrested Development is near the top for me. Yeah. Uh, Scrubs. Um, oh my Joe, goodness. I was going to just mention, go back to Arrested Development another like just the hero of joe bluth like oh my god <laughs> just the quick and ridiculous um nonchalance i guess being able to say a joke without laughing at all that's a that's a skill that i like to have mm. yeah I, I couldn't imagine yeah, that is talent that, that is real yeah. talent <laughs> yeah so uh big big fan of stand-up you know i, mean, I can oh, rattle yeah. off like 100 names but like you know <laughs> Brian Regan, Pete Holmes, there's, there's so many, uh, even like um, Anthony Jeselnik, you know, who I kind of have to be more in the mood to listen to, but just oh, the sure. way he's able to formulate a joke and the punchlines as like, you know, shocking as they can be sometimes, you, you really have to recognize like, man, like that is actually an amazing written joke, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, I just, I try to take in as much as I can, uh, you know, just because, I do believe like laughter is the best medicine, you know, and especially as it, as it relates to fantasy football, because fantasy football is pain, you know, I'm very, it is. Happy it is. Turn, I'm very happy to turn to, to, to the fantasy gazette to kind of break <laughs> up some of the, some of the uh, heartache, you know, but we do too. Great. I love <laughs> that. Um, so as far as like a schedule goes for you guys, uh, do you post daily or is it a couple times a week? Uh, if you could remind me of that, like how, how often can people expect to see stuff through your feeds? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. That's something that I want to work to uh, continue to get more systematic to where it can be, you know, on the dot. But for now, it's just, uh, it's just kind of, it's just kind of different depending on the week, depending on what's going on. Um, But one of the main goals that we had with this was we wanted a new piece of content every day. So at least one new thing is hitting your feed Um, and it's not going to be a new article every day because that takes a lot of uh, brain power. It's not going to be a new quote every day because that gets played out and you'll get tired of it. But we'll kind of rotate through our main pieces of content, you know, articles, uh, graphics, the the quotes, um, or just like a tweet with a a gif of a player at the bottom because people love to throw out hot takes and then a gif of that player at the bottom. Um, uh, that gets me on a sidetrack, but last summer we got uh, we got Mike Clay from ESPN because we tweeted out yep, that Tyron's remembering this one. We tweeted out that um, Todd Gurley was a, a dynasty sell because <laughs> he hit because he turned twenty seven, and Mike Clay tweeted out something like, "Man, fantasy football's wild." This account just said you should sell Todd Gurley, um, and that was just another, been sold like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, that was another. Um, just inspire based posts, but every day we want to have something new for you guys. And we'll kind of cycle through uh, our main things to do that. And I'm if we're both that. really busy that day that we just tweet fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> I 
yeah. We we have a good library of articles now too. So you'll start seeing um, uh, posts that we maybe have posted last summer or last spring, and you'll start seeing um, a, a few more of those. And we'll occasionally repost articles that are even a few weeks old, just so that you have a chance to see those too. Yeah. Yeah. The the one that that stands out, I think, it was that similar situation was the uh, top ten white. Uh, oh yeah. Top white. Ten white that, that's a that's a Kyron Klukas special. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, wasn't that the one that um, oh, one of our one of our like loyal followers called us out on? He said, "If you're a real fan, you'll know this was a repost." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I yep. think that was Themi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to Themi for sure. Yeah. And um, <laughs> another another Kyron article I'll bring up from that was the Brandon Ayuk article. We said, a, "Oh my a 49ers gosh, yes. coach." That that article absolutely blew up, and the time it blew up was the second time we posted it. Yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. It came out in February. That was the first time we we sent that one out. I posted it again in April, which is kind of every now and then we'll repost some stuff, put a different caption on it. It went crazy. And That's we, awesome. we have no way of knowing when that'll happen. Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of scrolling through the site. Um, yeah, the, this one, controversy, 49ers wide receiver, coach heard shouting, let's go Brandon at practice. And just a picture <laughs> of Brandon Ayuk. It is amazing. Oh my gosh. I, that my inspiration from that came a little bit from the fact that most of my family are those very, very right wing leaning people. Oh, <laughs> and sure. Occasionally, yeah. And occasionally I hear some stuff echoed from, you know, and I was just like, all right, this has got to be. And the best part about being, you know, satires, first off, not a lot of people normally uh, do see our faces or our names, so we can kind of hide, hide behind that a little bit. That's fair. Um, That's fair. <laughs> and uh, being able to play both sides of the coin and just make fun of absolutely everyone is is one of my favorite parts of this. <laughs> well, and I think you bring up a good point because it's like if you're addition out to one you might want to dish it out to the other. And I think that, that that's fair. I think that that's the way it should go because there are absurdities on both sides of every coin, yep. right? Absolutely. Uh, political regarding sports fandom, the whole thing, you know? Yep. Uh, so, so I think it's great. Uh, real quick here. Would, would you say there's any subject that is like untouchable as far as like content you guys would make? They like, do. Do you want to try to just keep it like more, to just football stuff or would you want to branch out to like other sports or just general controversial topics? Like you kind of use wisdom with that. Like, what what do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Kyron. Yeah. I was to say, um, I don't know that there's anything specifically like full on ever not allowed, but you do have to be still mindful. And I think when some things are certain, like super fresh, um, you know, I'm going to shy away from it, especially when it comes to some moral things or like, oh, yeah. I mean, just throwing this out there, we're having the, uh, not that we somehow tie fantasy football into this, but in the U S right now, everyone's going crazy on both sides for Roe v. Wade. Sure. Right. I'm not going to put out an article that's remotely touching that right now, simply because it's not going to be received well from anyone. I spent about 15 um, so, seconds yeah. trying to craft a headline around it and immediately gave up. I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> even going to try. <laughs> yeah, you kind of – the way I look at it is like I probably would think I have more to, to lose than to gain. Yeah. So it's like I just – I don't know. I'll just kind of let everyone else kind of fight over that. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. But yeah, it is an interesting thing. It's like um, comedy is just a good way to kind of – laugh at certain things, you know, and, and yes. that can be somewhat uh, therapeutic too, you know, uh, but 
you know, it, it is just one of these things you kind of have to kind of have to weigh. But so any future plans for the site or for what you guys are doing? Anything, anything big coming up? Any changes to, to what you guys are doing? Uh, we're still about a year in, so I still consider that kind of the growing phase. Um, Absolutely. At, at some point, we want to have um, an opportunity for uh, more people to um, be able to come up with some headlines. So I've seen some websites like Hard Times News will allow you to submit headlines. Um, I think mm -hmm. The Onion does as well. Um, and so that might look like us um, you know, putting a, a, a thing on our website, something in our coding to allow people to submit some headline ideas and we can, we can craft the article around that. Um, oh, that's cool. We've, we've talked uh, briefly about maybe bringing some people on. Um, <laughs> we joke a lot about unpaid interns. So if that happens, you, you would, you would be an unpaid intern for real. Um, but at some point we want to expand and have, um, you know, more people able to write so we can bring in some different styles, some different types of jokes. Um, always good to have variety in comedy reaches out to more people. So, um, that and then uh, TikTok. TikTok is something that I want to continue working on. Um, want to continue getting better at that uh, software because it's still new to me. But I know that the algorithm that they use is uh, fantastic for growth. You can get um, an insane amount of views very easily. One video we put out has like 11,000 views. And it honestly wasn't even that good. Like we could do so much better. There's so many Gen Zers on there and yeah. they will laugh at literally anything. So let's hit them up. I love that. Yeah. The, the idea of, of submitting your own headline, I think is, is great. Cause I just, I kind of just like <laughs> brainstormed just, just like the way you guys do. Oh, is this good? Is this bad? Most of my ideas like come when I'm in the shower. So like, I can't just oh, like run out of the place. shower, yeah. drip through the house and like find a pen. Everything's wet, you know, can't do that. <laughs> um, but, but the one that I kind of have been like brewing in my head just because I have like kids. So for me, it's like, everything is like kid oriented. I just thought like the idea that like a fantasy football player uh, decided to shift his attention to like a drive of like a player. He just traded away instead of watching his newborn, like take his first <laughs> steps, you know, like I thought like that would be kind of a funny thing. Like everything is just like kid in my mind. So I have a six and a four year old, but like, I don't yeah. know, just like he's definitely more important than first times. That's right. Yeah, it is. It is. But he's like trying to like watch on something that he like doesn't have anymore. Like the player he just traded away. But then <laughs> the thing he'll have forever, his kid, he's going to miss a really special moment. So I don't know. I think something like that. I think would be I like pretty that. good. But yeah, uh, yeah. But I yeah, love that idea, though. I think that's really cool. But but TikTok is is wild. I myself being 32 when I made an account just to try to get more eyes, more eyeballs on what I'm trying to do here. I felt dirty making the account. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like this yeah. is just for like 10 year olds, 12 year olds, but there's a lot of great Look, I stuff. I tell there. my dad that I had a TikTok. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll ban you from the family, but, um, no, but there's a lot of great stuff out there and I, I completely agree. Yeah. It is a fantastic way to, to grow. So, uh, Really look forward uh, to that. I think uh, I was going to mention too, one of our, our other future plans, actually the only future plan we started this for is we want to be uh, in the Scott Fish Bowl. Mm. Oh, th yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> Scott Fish, send the invite. We're Where waiting. At, boy? We're waiting. I think, I, mean, uh, I think the next round of nominations, I think I know whose name I'm going to throw hey, out there now. I saw right. the back of his head once at the Fantasy Expo. So, oh, man. you were so Oh, lucky. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm still debating. Maybe we can I'm like touch his go. cloak as he walks yeah. by, and we get an invite. There you go. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, um, I I myself am debating if I if I'll make it out to the expo. It's not that I don't want to. I absolutely do want to. Just a matter of you know childcare and yep. vacation days of work and and, th- and things like this. But I mean, I, that looks like it's I an awesome with the time. fact that it, the majority of it is on Sunday. Uh, if it was on Saturday, it'd be a lot easier. But got to get back for Monday. That's right. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking. So I'm I'm only in Pennsylvania, so it's like a six okay, yeah. six yeah, like six seven hour drive. So it's doable, you know. But just uh, life with kids is just you know uh, it's already I'm I'm already yeah. like half zombie all the time. So for sure, I've, I've thought things. about going to we we uh, actually I went out last year um, and hung out with a lot of the Dynasty Rewind guys. A couple of my friends are are part of that group, so there's a lot. That's of fun, awesome. But, yeah, very cool. So. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Uh, just want to get to know more about you guys. Uh, favorite college teams, any sport, uh, or pro teams, football, anything. Just, just would love to hear your guys' uh, favorite teams. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I'm from Wichita. Um, I'm I'm a Kansan, uh, true and true. I love love Kansas Jayhawk basketball. Uh, can't really love Kansas Are Jayhawk football. Are they good football. at all? Very much. Oh, the basketball team. Yeah, they're decent. Uh, yeah, they're they're decent. They're decent. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you know, um, don't want to brag or anything. Just won the national championship a couple of months ago. Um, mm. You know, very so nice. Join the bandwagon. <laughs> There's still time. Um, yeah, Kansas would be my college team. Haven't been able to root for them in football for a while. And then uh, my NFL team is the Carolina Panthers. Um, even though Kansas City was the local team when I was a kid, I was like, man, this Carolina team's pretty cool. I like Steve Smith. Oh, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, loved Steve Smith. I, I liked what they were doing. I thought they had cool colors, man. They had some great uniforms. Just a cool It's all name. about the jersey, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, heck yep. yeah. Pick, picked them when I was a kid and just stuck with <laughs> it. Very nice. Um, yeah, for me, I don't really follow too much college. Um, I'll definitely hit up March Madness, and I was a baseball player myself, so I love – I'll watch, you know, college baseball occasionally. Um, when it comes to NFL – well, actually – College, I'm a Boise State fan because I saw they had a blue field one time when I was like seven. And yes. then I played NCAA for most of my time as a child and chose them every year. So Boise State, I don't know any players on the team, but I'll always root for them. Um, NFL, I am first and foremost a Washington fan, so I'm continually sad. Um, he needs some empathy. You get. You, we're gonna have to give him some pity. Anyone that's watching this show, send him. Send him a message like, "I'm sorry." I my um my family. So my my mom's family is from Delaware, and that's where I'm living now. And uh, okay. out here, we've got like you know not too far from you, I guess. So we've got the uh, Washington, we've got Baltimore, we've got Philly, and then some people roll for some some Florida teams, depending. And of course, there's Cowboys fans. That's what what everywhere um, everywhere. But my my whole family out here were Washington fans, and I got into that like the tail end of the final year we even made like a playoff. And then it's just been 27 years of of pain, pretty much. <laughs> uh, we had RG3 for a year. That was super exciting. That was cool. Oh, man. That one year, uh, that was really cool. <laughs> and I'm like, the rest of my family in Alaska, I've always been what I call a secondary Vikings fan. So if they were playing, I'm pulling Washington. But so, yeah, I'm just I'm just sad all around. They're just terrible organizations with mediocre players. 
Gotcha. Jahan gotcha. Dotson, though. Heck yeah. Dotson. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ky- Kyron and I can share one thing in common. We, we've we been uh, fans of a Ron Rivera coached team that has yeah. somehow made the playoffs with a losing record. So we can share in our <laughs> somehow good misery. We can, we can share that a little bit in common. Yeah. You got to love, you got to love, uh, Riverboat Ron, right? Riverboat yes. Ron. No, I mean, but honestly, he, he is a, a, a pretty inspiring uh, kind of guy, you know, could, could come, yeah. coming back from his cancer uh, diagnosis and stuff. It, it's pretty awesome. He's definitely a guy to root for. Even okay. as an Eagles fan, I can appreciate, you know, just, just what he's meant to, to the NFL. And yeah. again, he was uh, a longtime great there in Carolina. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, really I, I, I definitely, yeah, you, I can always enjoy, uh, you know, a, a, a good coach or a good talent, uh, even if they have, you know, caused my team um, misery. But yes, very excited for uh, Jahan Dots, and I'm a Penn yeah, Stater well, myself. You guys so. just gave us Carson Wentz, so we're going to have a good bit of misery this year, I think. Uh, hey, Kyron, you missed something. That is Super Bowl champion Carson oh, Wentz. My bad. Get it right. My bad. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Although I, I will say that I think uh, Washington may have gotten one of the best values in the draft uh, with getting Sam Howell in the fifth. Oh, heck I, yeah, that was nice. I was just floored that he kept dropping and dropping. I just couldn't believe yep. it. And then our, to, our to Washington's rounds, success. Rolling with Fedarian Mathis, I'm like, all right, we're just going to add, you know, same player after the same player, year after year, and we lose it, whatever. But I loved the bookends in Dotson and, um, and Howell there. And I felt like we did, didn't get a great value on our trade back. Um, but I, I love Dotson. He was a, to me, he was, he was top five, um, heading into the draft and getting him where we did. I was, I was glad to grab him, but yeah. Absolutely. How about a favorite sports memory? This could either be watching on TV or maybe live, like at a game. You got anything for that? Yeah. A lot, yeah. Go ahead. Carl. Um, I, so I went to, um, me and me and one of my good friends uh, flew out to Australia uh, to attend music composition school or songwriting. Um, and we actually so we went to school in, in Sydney. Um, and before we even went out, we uh, knew that the Asia Cup final, which is like the step down from the World Cup. Uh, it's all the Asian uh, countries all the way through mainland Asia, Australia, uh, Oceania. Um, and they play the soccer, you know the Asia cup final. Well, that was going to be in Sydney for the first time um, while we were out there. And so we bought a ticket uh, way ahead of time and Australia ended up making it into the cup final for the first time while we, while it was hosted in Sydney and we went out there and we're just Americans at this Australian event. Everyone's going crazy. They, um, you know, like once Aussies figure out that you're American, it just, it, it becomes a riot. Like they'll, they'll make fun of you, but they love having you out there. And they're so glad that you're like trying to be a part of their community. So the game itself was super fun. Everyone kept trying to figure out how to buy us a hot dog because they recognize that as an American <laughs> thing. Um, and uh, Australia ended up winning in double overtime and me and my buddy Nate got to basically like storm the field with a whole bunch of Aussies. Um, oh, that's great. That's South awesome. Korea. So that was super fun. I did have like a runner up though, because um, I just have to mention this again. My uh, one of my good friends at Nate NFL, um, <laughs> he is a huge Ravens fan. And um, I meant to, I meant to look this up. I think it was 20, 
14, I think Josiah and I maybe talked about it yesterday. Yeah, when Billy, when Billy Cundiff so. missed like a 20-yard field goal, that would have sent them uh, another round in the playoffs. Um, oh. I That was probably one of my favorite NFL memories simply because <laughs> I called him. Was, pain for someone else. I called that was against him. the Patriots, right? Yes, I it think was. So, yeah. yeah, I remember I, that. I call him and he doesn't answer the phone. And then I called him back and he answers his, his just says, don't call me again. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, like, cracking up. And there's some amazing oh, NFL moments. But I remember that one specifically just because of, like, how much I made fun of him for – I mean, I could kick a 20-yard field goal with my left foot, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a wild moment. That was a wild moment. I'm sure he got you back on the Blair Walsh kick yeah. against the Seahawks. We've um, never had a good kicker. <laughs> I guess you haven't. Talking about Minnesota? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess not. Um, yeah, so my favorite sports moments, like I said, I'm a huge uh, Jayhawk fan. So either of our national titles that I've gotten to live through in, in 2008 and and this past one, I, I remember I'm going to remember both of them. I was very hyped this year. This um, this was a fun team. And I remember watching both of the title games. I got to watch them both with my family. Um, just an incredible, incredible thing to share with them because we're all Kansas fans. Um so, you know, Mario Chalmers three-pointer in 2008, like we were like the roof was getting blown off that place. Like we were having a great <laughs> time with that. Um, in person, my favorite um, would be in 2017. Um, me and one of my buddies from college, uh, we got tickets to go see um, uh, Kansas play Oklahoma at Allen Fieldhouse. And it was the Buddy Heald um, superstar year at Oklahoma. Um, Kansas okay. and Oklahoma were number one and number two. And the game went into triple overtime. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. All this hype around this game. Everyone's talking all week. It's going to be a great game. going to be a great game. And it absolutely went way past what anyone could have expected. An incredibly uh, dramatic game. And then um, since this is a football show, I got to mention my favorite NFL moments. Um, I'll, I'll put I'll put a tie for my favorite NFL moment. That would be the David Tyree helmet catch. Heck yes. Uh, for the Giants against the Pats. And then uh, Marshawn Lynch's beast quake run. Uh, against the saints that was that run made me feel like i I lost my mind oh yeah yeah. oh yeah definitely oh those are great answers yeah yeah for me um i was yeah i gotta hear yours fortunate enough to attend one of the phillies world series games uh against tampa bay rays like the the 20 Mm -hmm. uh 2008 when they won the world series um we got tickets to i believe it was game three it was if you remember anything about that probably not seems maybe i'm a phillies fan actually as well oh perfect awesome well that whole series it was like raining 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 like it was insane the one game the final game that they ended up winning was delayed and they had to finish the next day anyway the game we go to it was delayed the start was delayed by three hours and then (laughs) how many um, hot dogs did you eat before it started Oh man, I I honestly don't remember much about the the lead up. I just remember being like really just mad because it just was pouring right. down rain. Yep. At least yep. we had like standing room tickets, so we were like covered, like we weren't mm, soaking wet. Okay. So that was good. But the game ended on like a walk off hit, and it just was ah uh, yeah, just the best. You know, yeah. it's like you want to be there and go through all the time and the traffic coming home, and you want them to come away with a win. So they got a win. Uh, Carlos Ruiz hit a grounder down the third baseline just to end the game. It was yeah. fantastic. We didn't get home till four in the morning, you know, but you know, yeah, that's one of the amazing. best memories. Said, that's one thing. That's like, a great game. 
I was going to say, I love NFL. I, I watch more football than I do anything, but attending baseball games in person, I played baseball growing up. I played in college and like I baseball games at the stadium are amazing. Everyone just has like a sense of camaraderie. Like you go to an NFL game and there is going to be someone trying to throw something at you. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun, but baseball games are just, I don't know. It does, it does feel American in a way. I don't know why. It does. But. Definitely. <laughs> it does. No, for sure. Uh, then, then a close second for me was uh, I was able to see the Eagles play in London uh, three years ago. Wow. Okay, oh, then they fun. they played. Yeah, I have an aunt and uncle who live in London. That's awesome. Um, and uh, so it just was like a nice opportunity to just take a little extended <clears throat> family vacation to see them, and then uh, through many different <laughs> attempts and channels, we we were able to get our hands on some uh, tickets for out there, and that was one of just the most enjoyable NFL games ever. Cause being an yeah. Eagles fan going to a game in Philly is uh, dangerous, even though you're with like-minded <laughs> fans, no, it, it, is a, it is a, it is a very, you know, keep your guard up kind of experience. And, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, it, but it is true. We're not all that way, but in London, <laughs> I think I saw fans from like 30 of like the 32 teams. So it just was like a really That's unique super cool. coming mm -hmm. together of people. Yeah, uh, you'll see that when they, uh, when the, you'll see that when they have the London games filmed, there's Bengals jerseys and Jags jerseys. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Chargers. We don't have they, they America. They probably have more Rams fans than we do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but it was just a very enjoyable game where everyone was just happy to be there. No one really cared if they won or lost except for me being an Eagles fan and they did win. Thank goodness. It was one of these like bizarre games where it was the Jaguars when they had Bortles and like Jalen Ramsey and mm. stuff. So really the really stout defense and just yep. Bortles doing Bortles things, you know, um, so it was kind of like a sloppy game, but, uh, yeah. glad that, that the Eagles got a W, but just overall awesome to be at Wembley stadium. And just the, that whole experience was, was fantastic. That's really, but, cool. uh, yeah. So, uh, any interests or hobbies outside of comedy or fantasy football? Josiah, you go first. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> so polite. So polite. Um, yeah, we, uh, Kyron and I play a ton of video games together. So that's something mm -hmm. we got in common. Um, a lot of different things on the Xbox or on the Switch. My wife and I will play a ton of Mario games or Lego games together. So, um, yeah, different types of games, board games. Love a good board game. Try to have a – I got a decent collection going right now. Always looking to add some more. Um, I'll disc golf every now and then. And uh, I'm on a oh, trivia nice. team as well. We get together once a week. So we go do some bar trivia um, on uh, on Thursdays once a week. So that's, uh, that's a good bit of my hobbies. Yeah. So I just had the, the – the, the, uh, <laughs> competitive edge primed there so that's awesome <laughs> exactly exactly yeah every thursday i'll i'll text and be like hey you want to hop on uh you know xbox and he's like oh no i'm at trivia night bro like, this is this oh, is right. important yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we found uh we found a location that has um it, it, you can accumulate points uh this year and uh, there's regionals in the summer so we've uh, been trying hard to qualify for that it's been a, oh, wow. a fun thing that we stumbled upon and yeah you can uh you can look at like there's national trivia leagues. I think it's called like live trivia or something. It's all across the country and there's like a regional qualifying period. And we had already been going and we found out about it and we're like, yeah, let's, let's try to get some points together. So we're, we might, we might qualify. You might, you might see me on the national stage, but that's awesome. Uh, that's great. Uh, kidding. But uh, go ahead, Kyron. 
Uh, yeah. So a few. My um, my my biggest that I don't do as much anymore is definitely baseball. Uh, baseball mm-hmm. was kind of my life through most of my teenage and even into young twenties years. Um, as well as uh, actually ended up being church softball too. Good gosh, that is wild. Church softball is way more competitive and you hear more swear words than you do on a non-church field. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Aside from baseball, I am big into whiskey. Um, Oh, yeah. I have a pretty good size collection. I think I'm at like 123 bottles now. Um, It does get drank. It doesn't just sit on my shelf. Um, (laughs) It does get drank and maybe I should have had something tonight. Uh, I'll call my wife. Hang on. No. Um, uh, and then the other one that besides video games that we mentioned uh, is astronomy, actually. I know that's kind of a weird uh, mix of things, baseball, whiskey and astronomy. But I do love um, stargazing and a little bit of uh, what they call astrophotography, which is pretty self-explanatory. I've always been fascinated with the stars and how absolutely gigantic and unexplainable everything is. So. Yeah. I love that answer. Um, yeah, that, 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 that especially has always been um, an interest of mine. I've been wanting for years to get like a telescope. I have not, uh, mostly because like the surroundings of my house, there's just a lot of streetlights and stuff like where my in-laws live in like central Pennsylvania, you can see the sky as clear. It's amazing. Like up there, they live in woods, like there's like nothing around. So uh, no, like people pollution and, uh, that, and that kind of thing. But that's really See, neat. Well, the whole yeah, thing was- Delaware isn't too bad. Um, we are mm-hmm. kind gotcha. of a little bit of a rural place in the middle of all the cities. I mean, I'm an hour and a half from Philly, Baltimore, Washington, three hours from New York. Like we're kind of in the middle of everything. But out here, it's mostly chicken farms and corn. Um, and so I could see pretty well here. But growing up in Alaska, that was one thing that was just like, I mean, you can see the Milky Way with your naked eye. And uh, I mean, seeing the stars rise up over the mountains, like was an incredible thing. And so I, I do miss that pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge science fiction fan. Okay. So you have a movie that has an astronaut, any kind of oh, spaceship, shuttle, interstellar. I'm in yep. interstellar, star, the whole movie. thing. Um, I think I like interstellar more every time I watch it and I loved it. Fantastic. Like the first time I saw it. Well, it's everything. It's the music. It's it's everything. I saw that in uh, what was at the time. I don't know if it's changed now, but the largest IMAX in the world in Sydney. Um, Oh. And me and my buddy got to watch that in the IMAX. And it was like, I walked out of there just like I could barely like walk. It was amazing. (laughs) Wow. That that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine for me. Uh, <laughs> I I have taken up uh, meat smoking. Okay. I, uh, just Ooh, like that, every other next like next time middle we'll aged dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'd be <laughs> happy to make you some wings. Yeah, anytime. We're not that we got, far. We got you Kyron's know? whiskey. We got we got some smoked meats. Definitely, uh, I'll, I'll just eat it. I'll yeah. Just you, gotta, you just bring you bring cornhole or disc golf. Yeah, I'll bring. I'll that's bring cornhole. perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a hobby I've taken up, which is funny because. One, I'm like not a very good cook. So so let me learn the most physically and time consuming way of cooking. You know, so it, it makes no sense. But uh, the reward is definitely worth uh, it at the end, you know, uh, oh, for yeah. sure. Hank Hill wannabe. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Uh, so. You guys touched on this a little bit in the beginning, uh, but I'm just curious, like how long have you guys been playing fantasy football? And do you remember any early memories of when you first started? 
Yeah. Um, my, uh, my uncle Ty, who was a, a big influence in my life. He's, uh, he's uh, been awesome. He introduced fantasy football to me. Um, I want to say I was about 13 or so. So this was about 2008, maybe. Um, okay. I, I remember he, he was like, Hey, like, have you heard of this? I was like, yeah, kind of. He's like, well, like we got to lead together with some other of my cousins and family members and introduced it to me, like fell in love immediately. I was like, this is so cool. Like you can accumulate points based on their stats. So like I, I was, a, you know, I collected sports cards, as, sports cards as a kid. So, you know, I'm already looking at stats all the time. This is right. accumulating stats. This is watching the games with more interest on it. This is, I didn't realize it at the time, but this is gambling. And, uh, and now I love a, a different reason. Uh, or Now that I know that it's gambling, I like it for gambling. But at the time, um, yeah, so that was kind of how it, it introduced me. So 13 years ago or so, um, I drafted Matt Forte with my very first pick. Uh, I love remember it. that working out really well. Yeah. Yes. And I've been in a number of influential leagues and um, you joins kind of like a high stakes <laughs> league with some high school guys um, in my first, you know, kind of developmental years of fantasy. And then uh, uh, recently Kyron uh, brought me into the dynasty realm. That was about uh, three years ago now. So, yeah. Which side now is actually now it's really started becoming good friends. That is. Um, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. We've known each other for a little while, but we watched one Super Bowl together and we were like, eh, he's not really that cool. <laughs> And then he started. We started sending each other horrible memes and playing fantasy football. It was perfect. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, it was horrible memes, video games, and then fantasy football. That's basically ninety nine percent of our friendship. It well, still is. Yes, it's, it's great. It, it's just something that brings so many people together in ways you would have never thought. You know, and and For now sure. look at you guys. Like it's yeah. it's just it's just incredible. Like I I just am over the moon for the potential it holds. You know, it's yeah, just yeah, really great. Exactly. You know. Um, exactly. thinking about my, um, my first time or my first experience with fantasy football, I think I was like 14. So 13 ish years ago as well. Um, yeah, it would have been two, actually 2008. It was 2008 was my first year because, um, my first pick in a non super flex league, uh, at two overall was Peyton Manning. Yes. Um, that, makes <laughs> that was sense. consensus at the time. Yeah, we, look, that was I what everyone said to do. <laughs> On the ESPN app, um, actually, it was on my parents' desktop computer uh, that mm, I, I was, was the same for me. I was using um, and begging my mom to be able to get on at like twelve fifty-five Eastern time to be able to set my lineups. Uh, so that was fun. But my best, my I did draft Andre Johnson then in the second round, and Andre Johnson that was the year he went like sixteen hundred yards and like one hundred fifteen catches, I think. And I fell in love with Andre Johnson for a couple of years. <laughs> Absolutely. Great That's great. great. Player. Yeah. I think we started punch in going, um, the Cortland Finnegan, uh, right? Yeah, Cortland the Cortland Finnegan yep. fight, man. I, for some reason, like, you know, at that time, like you're, you're a teenager, like you'll rally for anything. Like I hated Cortland Finnegan. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like I, you know, I felt me punching Cortland Finnegan in that moment. I'm like, yes, finally. Someone's That's right. This guy that I hate for no reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I started, I think it was 2005, and just like you, my it was for me, it was Peyton Manning or bust. Like, oh, yeah. I just was such a, oh, yeah. just, he just was, well, I guess he was doing like some of the commercials and stuff at that point, but just yep. an awesome player. I'm like, if I get Peyton Manning, I'm set, I don't need to worry about anything else, and of course I didn't do well. It's like three times the size of ours, like you can literally see it. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I remember definitely 
he was like priority number one. And then after, oh, yeah. you know, just losing, losing, losing money, you want to like actually like, oh, well, maybe I should actually like learn more about this game and, you know, and everything else. Yep. But was always redraft until about um, five, four years ago, I started doing Dynasty and I'm just like hooked. I mean, I'll still do, I'll still do like single season leagues and stuff. But for me, just the way that the season never ends and there's different ways you can, uh, kind of gamble on value or sometimes sell high on value, depend on, on the calendar uh, of, of the, of the season and stuff. Really exciting uh, in the middle of a couple of um, drafts right now, as we speak. So I uh, was just doing some uh, wheeling and dealing before we uh, hopped on here, but I had to shut the phone off. I had to just come to be way too distracted looking at and that. And you're going to so, look at it and see a whole bunch of ats saying, yo, you're on the clock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. OTC, 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 OTC. <laughs> that's gonna be your. Fortunately, this one has a twenty-four hour clock and like the rookie pick, so everyone can just take their sweet time yeah. you know, with like work and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I just absolutely love Dynasty, especially. But redraft still holds a uh, pretty special uh, place in my heart uh, for sure. Any favorite type of league? Yeah, uh, I. I saw, I mean, I, I saw that you put this in the show notes and I'm like, man, that's such a hard uh, question for me. Cause like, I, I, I do, I do like them both. I would probably lean dynasty just because I mean, straight up, I do feel like I have an advantage. I am being a Washington fan. I could care less about our <laughs> players. Like I'm not one of those guys that is a homer is going to draft things uh, or draft players for my team. Um, I, I I'm pretty analytical. And so being able to just run some numbers, be full on emotionless and just value to value, be able to play. I, I think I, I love dynasty for that reason. Um, like you're saying, you, you put in some, some work really like looking into the players. Um, it really actually did start with getting me a little bit more into college ball, being able to look at some of these guys coming out Um and then think about their value, you know, in the future. Like this year, one of my guys and I've, you know, Josiah's, I think, cried himself to sleep at night because I grabbed Trey McBride in every single draft <laughs> super late only because he's the, you know, the tight end one. And it's not that I'm super in love with him, but yeah. throw a tight end on your taxi and sit him for two years. And then you have a really viable uh, tight end to play. And that's one thing I love about about Dynasty because he's not going to get drafted in a redraft league unless someone's crazy. Right. Um, and he shouldn't be. But you've been getting him right. at 210, 211. Every, no one else wants anything to do with him. You're the one willing to pivot, and it usually works out. Yeah, because my teams are like stacked anyway. So I don't need not any perfect players. Perfect strategy because Urge is still <laughs> Just there. Just the better it's players very... and win the games. It's not hard. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip yeah. side of that, though, I was going to say, like, I mean, I probably would lean Dynasty, but I love Redraft too, just because if you get yourself in a pickle in Dynasty, you're stuck there for a while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can do a pretty significant one-year rebuild if you're if you're willing to to let go. But uh, Redraft is fun to just hop on and draft players you wouldn't draft in Dynasty, or um, you know, go out and get. I mean, I can go out and get Jahan Dotson this year if I want to, and just yeah. pray that he. I don't know. I don't want to pray that McLaurin gets hurt, but. <laughs> just, you know, it's it's a lot yeah. of fun, and then I get to go out there and beat my friend's dad like every year. It's awesome, and and the values change so quickly. You know, it's you you could do a trade, and then a month later, seeing... completely regret. You know, oh, yeah. or you know, it's, it's just oh, yeah. so fascinating. I love seeing someone like uh, have to drop like Joe Mixon day one because he tears his ACL, and you're like, <laughs> oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yep. And then you yeah. get a great trade offer from them because they're 
barely treading water. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I've played a, a variety of them. Um, you know, redraft has a special place in my heart. I have a, uh, a home league redraft league that's gone back like over a decade now. And I, it's like Christmas morning, the day that we draft. Yes. Um, so uh, Kyron was the first one to introduce me into dynasty three years ago. Um, we're in several together now. I've, I've certainly fallen in love with it. It, it reminds me so much of uh, running a Madden franchise or a, a 2k my league that, you know, right. I, it's just so much fun to run franchises like that. Um, yeah. You have to make long-term investments and weigh them against short-term investments and, you got to look at players kind of like the stock market a little bit um, where Kyron is more analytical. I will look at a player on my roster. If I get, uh, if I get AJ Brown, for example, on my roster, like something will click in me immediately. I'm like, I, I feel responsible for you. Like I need <laughs> to your take child. care of you. Yeah. Like That's I need right. to take care of you. Like you're on my team. Like I could have you for the rest of your career. I need to handle this a little more delicate. So not in any of our dynasties. We, we trade people like every yeah, day. We've got some leagues with some crazy movement. Um, there was one it. we started that is just absolutely bonkers. I think yeah. we, we noticed today that out of 45 yeah. draft picks, 42 48. of them, 48. Four, yeah, I think right, it was 40, 43 had been traded out of 48 draft picks. And Whoa. it was the exact same. It was the exact same the rookie year before that, um, the rookie draft before that. So um, a fantastic league in terms of movement. So oh, Dynasty's awesome. been special that way, but um, – and I got into best ball last year and I've been doing DFS two years. And those are fun too. Cause you don't have to, you know, you, if you know, one person's probably gonna have a really great game. You can, you can say, okay, I've got Joe Mixon today. He's playing the jets or whatever, whoever's bad that week at defense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having a variety is special too, but the most important thing has got to be who you play with. Um, yeah. Uh, I would by far rather play in a redraft league with great people than a dynasty league with sucky people that don't trade and don't respond to messages. I, I don't want anything to do with that. I want a Definitely. league that's fun, that engages in, in discourse, that, you know, trades frequently, responds to offers, and is just pleasant to be around and, and yeah. you know, has an occasional fight too. You got to have Actually, an occasional I, I change argument in chat. Go ahead. Uh, my favorite uh, fantasy, like, format is startup drafts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to I was going to That's comment. why I'm in way too many They're so special. <laughs> I was going to comment that there is a really unique camaraderie that is held together in a startup or in like a yeah. rookie draft, you know, yeah. like like it, it is even though like we're all like off uh, online, you know, kind of chatting it, but that, that is just a very precious couple weeks or week and yeah. a half, you know, that oh, so fun. you are so engaged with these, you know, 11 other people or however many people yep. Um, no, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. That, that's such a fun time. Uh, yeah. When, when I first started playing dynasty, I, I only had one team for like three years and then last off season I added like seven. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. I, I gotta yeah. get, I gotta get more, you know, it, it, um, it happens quick, yo, man. Underdog best quick. Ball, that's where you need to be. Well, I, I have not dipped my toe in, in, into the puppy bowls and things like that yet, but, um, I don't know. I think, I think this might be the year, but, uh, yeah, I I now have just a full plate of of right. rosters and things. But what what I did with this first team was I would literally like follow these guys like on my team on Instagram and just like kind of keep up with them. Like you said, like, yeah. like AJ Brown's your baby. Well, I'm following Josh Jacobs on Instagram. I want to make sure he's doing good and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was like on your guy. But now that I have like eight teams, I, I can't be doing that anymore. You know, it's like I don't know. Unless this I have, is like, someone else's share. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, I trade them away. I unfollow. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so for me, Dynasty has surpassed 
redraft, even though that still holds you know, a special place in my heart. But um, my my long running home league, we're entering our seventeenth uh, season this year. Man, that's um, amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a bunch of buddies from 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 high school. It started as an eight man league. It is now a fourteen man league. Yeah. Um, we started with like snake drafting. We have now graduated, in my opinion, to to auction drafting. Yeah. So, like yeah. you said, you can't you can't do it with newbies. That's the one thing about auction. You can't do it with new people. Yes, I, right. I wish it, I wish it was easier with them. But you just oh, can't. we had <laughs> we had extensive. Uh, well, we used to kind of chat through like Facebook Messenger, and then we <laughs> and now we're on like a Slack. We have like a year round Slack uh, chat for like just our league with like multiple channels and multiple like it's a whole thing but um yeah we had to come to a very serious conclusion as a unit like we're starting auction this year yeah. because it's a keeper yeah. league so that would have completely mm. cleaned the slate of of who was available mm. to keep that year so we we're just starting True. completely fresh and that happened 11 years ago wait awesome. yeah 11 years ago so it is the most intense league that, that I'm a part of any little bit of NFL news that's what I think about when I when, yeah. when, when I start the process and I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, that, that, that's just how, how it works. So yeah. Sure. Uh, shout For out sure. to the uh, barbarian horde. Uh, but either awesome. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's great. Uh, I love this, dis- this uh, discussion guys, but in closing, this is my typical uh, ask me anything question with the people, you know, trying to engage, you know, the, the, the farming engaging. Um <laughs> My my question for this was borrowed from from one of my favorite po- from one of my favorite comedy podcasts called You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Like I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite comedians. So I want to hear both of your takes on this question. Okay, when or at what was the hardest you have ever left? <laughs> yeah, we we saw this on the show sheet. We were talking about this yesterday. Um, I mean, you sent it to us first, like a week ago, I spent like all week racking my brain. Like what were the moments that, I mean, there's any number of them. Um, I, I could, I could rattle off 10 times that, you know, my family or my in-laws were playing Jackbox games and something just got us going, or we just kept a, a rolling joke recurring or, or times I would play that game in, in college with buddies, you know, we're, we're just crying laughing, but, um, I think of, and I'll, I'll share two things that, that, made me cry laughing and pretty much always do now it's one viral video and one movie clip so the viral oh, perfect, video okay. the viral video that makes me cry laugh the hardest this and could watched, be my answer too. I, I watched this again last night i watched both of these again last night just just to confirm um is the video the scene in titanic when uh, jack is drawing rose okay and um but the video is edited and he's doing like a really bad job. <laughs> he's just like doodling. drawing her. He draws like this awful monster with like terrible, like dinosaur feet. And it's like zoomed in on like these features on her. And the, the recorder music is like yeah. getting steadily worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Happens. And it's like this child is drawing that just sucks. It, that makes me cry laughing. Yeah, but okay, I'm sorry. So good. Yeah, Maybe yeah. keep this PG-13, but at yeah, one point I, it I zooms it in on these like <laughs> sausage boobs, right? Which draws the nipples when you see that. It's so funny. And oh I didn't want to say it because I was like, I don't know, PG horrible, to this. like just this horrible uh, music playing in the background. Yeah, it the is way the fun. music slowly just the notes aren't hitting just anymore. Devolves, yeah. yeah. And then the movie clip for me that makes me laugh the hardest is um, Zoolander. So 
you, you know, you've seen Zoolander, um, the the clip where they go get um, like uh, smoothies or something or coffee and they're driving around listening to um, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. And oh, yeah. uh, they go get into a fight at the gasoline at the gas station and they're spraying <laughs> gas on each other. And then one of the male models lights a cigarette and they and it all course, goes naturally. up in flames. <laughs> yep. Just the way oh, that scene great. has this cheery music and ends in this unforeseen disaster. Uh, I, I can't even listen to that song without thinking of that scene. And, and I end up crying. You were saying you were like time. driving down the road the other day and it came on. I was driving to work and, and that song came on the radio and I was crying laughing, just driving because the song made me think of the scene. So that oh, one's great me for sure. That one for me. For it is. Sure. It's funny how you get like emotionally attached. I was, I was trying to think of the fun time I've laughed the hardest too. And like, there's so many times you're like crying, laughing, but I can't like, I can't give that to you because it was something really special with my family, you know, and you try yeah. to describe oh, yeah. it to someone and you're like, no, nah, that's not funny at all. But I did think of <laughs> one time. So in college, again, uh, when I was in Australia in Sydney, um, we lived in a, uh, I mean, Sydney's a really expensive place to live. Um, and so there was basically there at one point I was in a house. Um, I moved out of college housing because it was just, I mean, you had inspections weekly that were annoying and everything. So, but the problem was if you wanted to move out of college housing, you needed a lot of students to be able to afford the rent. So I moved into an apartment that was a, uh, two bedroom apartment with a married couple, right? So who was the, um, the married couple was a girl who was from Lancaster who grew up Mennonite. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so I've been there. yep. Yep. <laughs> so she grew up very differently. Um, and had, you know, since I branched out a little bit, but was still like grew up very traditionally. Um, and then her husband, uh, was from Chile and then there was a Taiwanese uh, guy who lived basically in the living room on the couch. And then a Singaporean girl and myself who was from Alaska. And I was stuck in the study that didn't have a door. And the uh, Singaporean and Taiwanese people in the house don't understand privacy at all and just walk in <laughs> at any time. So it created this place of not understanding each other's cultures and yet we were all super close and so there was some crazy stuff that happened but um no one will no one will be able to track him down so i can say his name but david who is our uh taiwanese housemate and he does have a, a more traditional name of course but his english name david uh it was so funny but yeah he did not he was the one who spoke english the least uh he could get by um but he didn't understand cultural references didn't understand shows and that kind of thing and Yet he was very, very modest um, and very, again, I, I guess the word is traditional in that he was, uh, I mean, you know, where he grew up, he grew up tribal Taiwanese and the women wore, you know, a lot of clothing. Um, you didn't necessarily look each other in the eye. And so he, he had kind of come out of that, but he still was very, very modest and traditional. And we first moved in and I knew this about him. And he walked out of the, uh, the shower one day and he is wearing this gigantic Playboy bunny towel. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm thinking like, there's no way, like <laughs> he knows what's going on here. And, um, and then he just kept wearing it. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell him, like, I'm not going to make him <laughs> feel bad. And then one day he, I mean, he's walking around with this thing all the time. Um, and one day he's actually out on our balcony, which faced 
the like the main little walkway that a lot of students from that apartment complex walked uh, to the school. And he is just out on the balcony in his Playboy bunny towel, um, walking around and all of these students are going by. And next thing we know, there's this viral video that, uh, at our college that went viral on some college-wide oh, no. <laughs> app of David walking around in a Playboy bunny towel. Um, <laughs> and he comes in and sees it and he's like, why is everyone laughing? I don't understand. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we had to sit there and explain to him what's going on. And just the oh, look no. on his face when we <laughs> literally Google, we're like, Playboy bunny, right? <laughs> so we look it up <laughs> and he starts, he's like, seems like he's on the verge of tears throws the towel out the window and runs into his bedroom and then comes out and he goes, I actually really like that towel. I just won't wear it outside anymore. <laughs> and that my housemates, amazing. I mean, I know it's a long winded story, but like we were just cracking up because this dude was so modest and he had, he was like, you know what? I freaking love that Playboy bunny towel and I'm going to keep wearing it. And he became known as the Playboy bunny. Oh <laughs> my gosh. That's, that's yeah. Awesome. It's, it, it, it is a tough question to answer, but I just love For like sure. the thought process that people have going into it because like the story might not make sense to the person listening, you know, right. but like, yeah, it, it, I just love how people, because there's not a wrong answer, you know, yeah. and it's just, I, I love that both of you have these stories about like your families and stuff like that. That's great. You know what I mean? Uh, for me real quick um when i i kind of like three that instantly come to mind um amongst many like crazy high school sleepover you know with like yeah. my, like, my, my core yeah. group of friends and just times with, with my college roommates just unbelievable laughs like just awesome yep. time but we when we watched uh, well, when my brother and both my parents, for the first time, we sat down and watched um, Brian Regan's uh, I Walked on the Moon special. When, when I tell you that my face hurt, like my entire body hurt from laughter. That's just from like feeling. That's a good place to be. Like my watch, like my mom, when, when she gets going, like yeah. her, her whole like face turns purple. You know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah. that was happening. Like, <laughs> laughing with you. I had to like stretch. Just, yeah. No, yeah. I had to like stretch my oh, jaw out. I was laughing. We were just like <laughs> dying watching this thing. But I think like the first memory that that really comes to mind was actually my 12th birthday party. Uh, just, just a great age just to be goofy and silly. Yep. We just were like full of like dominoes or like whatever, yeah, you yeah. know, just up all night, just like being silly, ridiculous. Uh, so that just, that's like the main one that, that comes to mind, but I got to throw in that, that first time watching the, the Brian Regan special, because we were just like losing it. Just, just all four of that's us together. Amazing. I have not yeah. seen that. I'll have to check that one out. Oh yeah. It was, um, I'm trying to think of like the time frame that came out, uh, definitely like mid, uh, two thousands, I would say. Okay. Cause I think he did like a half hour on, Comedy Central around that time. And then he came like a couple of specials uh, came after that. But I would say like 2000 and I, th I know I was in high school. So maybe like 2004-ish, you know, 2005, that, sure, that kind sure. of thing. But um, yeah, de definitely check it out. It's it's fantastic. But, Speaking you know, just like good. Together, I want yeah. to mention real fast. This actually, um, I just made me think of that. Um and you know fantasy football bringing people together i actually this yeah. year uh just for the nfl draft so what was that a week and a half ago 
Um, I hadn't seen Josiah in four years and I flew out to Wichita um, and this dynasty league that we started four years ago or three years ago. uh, I've gotten really close with all of these guys, but they were all of Josiah's friends from Wichita area. And uh, I didn't know any of them. We've gotten really, really, really close. And that's, that's uh, the cool thing about fantasy, bringing people together and you, being able to see that happen, it was, was cool. So but sorry. Go I, ahead, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I came out and we, I was at Josiah's house and we had a couple of the guys uh, planning to come over and watch the NFL draft on Thursday night, the first round. And I, I answered the door to him and they're all just dumbfounded and, and looking at me like, wait, I know, I know you, like I've seen your photo online, but you shouldn't be in Wichita. Um, and we ended up having this super fun night, just like we absolutely roast the heck out of each other in the chats. And so it was super oh, yeah. fun oh, to yeah. continue roasting the other guys that weren't there, specifically one guy that we all know. But yeah, it was the same guy from the from the story at the beginning of how the Gazette started. It's yeah. the, the same guy that we <laughs> that we uh, his antics in the league. We like we like to get a kick out of it. But uh, you could say that about any number of the guys. I mean, I'm sure they're getting a kick out of the stuff I do and say and yeah. same for Kyron or, or any a number of them. So shout out to the the dirty dozen. Yeah. There you go. The greatest right. dynasty league that we know. So yeah, <laughs> shout out them. Oh my goodness. Well, this was amazing guys. I really do appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I wish for continued success uh, with, with the site and, w- and with, with what you guys are doing. Keep at it. Uh, I know people are going to love it. So uh, just one last time, say who you are and where they can find your work. We are the Fantasy Gazette. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Gazette uh, underscore. There's an underscore at the end. Um, or on our website, thefantasygazette.com. We're on Instagram and TikTok. Keep following our comedy, man. We got a lot of good stuff coming, and we're only getting better. And it's all I trustworthy. It. Oh, yeah. It's all, yeah, all real. All trustworthy. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. Awesome. It's an Adam Humphrey season is coming. Oh, Adam Humphrey. Yeah, I season. love. I, I gotta say, uh, I love the Twitter header. It's just like every memeable player possible. <laughs> Adam Gase right there in the middle. It's just absolute perfection. Yes. Oh yes. man, but so. but definitely trusted though. So so that, that that's important. Very, very trusted. <laughs> very trustworthy. So yeah, Steve. Very thanks so much though. for having us, man. We're yeah, we're thrilled sure. with what Fantasy Gazette has turned into. Um, we're fans of yours as well, Fantasy Ladder. Um, you know. We, we love what you're doing, man. Seriously. Thanks so much for having us on. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. I've, I've developed this motto, see good, share good. And you guys are that. So, so I love it, but, uh, all right, gentlemen, have a good evening. All right, man. We'll see you all around. Right. Yep.